Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Falcoholic Podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live. This is your host, Kevin Knight, here to give you an update on a few things that we've been working on. So as you guys know, we do shows at on Wednesdays at 8, 10 p.m. Eastern. We also do post-game shows following the games. Uh, you can also now uh, subscribe to the show on Patreon to get some exclusive benefits, including ad-free versions of these podcasts. And also, we have started our Discord server, which was a requested feature. So look for the link on YouTube or on our Twitter page if you'd like to go join the conversation on Discord. Without further ado, guys, enjoy the show. Thank you. Kevin, there's no audio, uh, according to the chat. Hold on. All right, hold on. Yeah, okay, I think it's fixed now. It's fixed now. All right, yes, as I was saying, uh, welcome to the Falcoholic Lives Week 17 Post game show. I'm your host Kevin Knight, joined by Adnan Ikic, aka at Matt Ryan Hater. Just kidding, he's at Say Which Way. Adnan, difficult game today for Falcons fans. Defense got blown off the turf, but that top four pick is secured. What are your thoughts? I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it always sucks when you you know when the team loses, but I would have been furious had we won this game. Um, it's it, it was one of those where I, when we got back within three, when we got that interception and then scored a touchdown off of it, I was like, oh, my God, here's a, here's another week 17 uh, victory in Tampa Bay to just ruin our draft pick. Right. But uh, a meaningless week 17 victory at Tampa Bay, you, you know, nothing like the continuity. I think yeah. the one last year actually ended up uh, bringing back Dan Quinn and, and, the, <laughs> and Dirk Cutter and the boys. So you know, talk about a win that had more, more harm than good. Right. Um, it was, you, we, you saw firsthand just how terrible that defense is without Grady Jarrett. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it, it went downhill real fast, real fast. It is so bad. Like uh, you could argue that there's no one like defensive player that's more important to their football team than Grady Jarrett is to the Falcons. Like, and if not, then definitely in the top five. Because even over in Tampa Bay, even if or not Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, if Aaron Donald went down, like that defense still has some really good pieces. You know, Jalen Ramsey, um, Leonard Floyd, they can they can still like be respectable. The Falcons are just you, you can't. This is unwatchable without uh, Jarrett. And it would have been even worse if not for, I think it was Scotty Miller had that drop, which just landed in the hands of Ricardo Allen uh, for that interception. He was like wide open. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, um, yeah, that, that defense was horrendous. Uh, we 
we're finally free of the Dirk Cutter shackles moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to uh, root for the Texans and hope <laughs> that that pick can get up to number three. And if not, you know, number four overall pick. Still I'm not saying that we may not. I'm not saying that we won't pick uh, eighth or ninth in the draft this year. You, there is a legitimate possibility that come come the draft, uh, we could be you know picking eighth or ninth. But if that is the case, then we'll be doing so with another first round pick in our back pocket in in 2021. Yeah, yeah. Or 2022. Yeah, I mean, it really does come down to whether the team wants to pick a quarterback or whether the team wants to try to trade out of that pick. Uh, that That's the real calculation for me. I know some fans are, are big supporters of, you know, Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley or Gregory Rousseau or somebody, but there's just not a defensive player. I mean, Micah Parsons, I guess, is maybe the one guy you could say, but um, I just don't think the value is there to take a linebacker, even one who can rush the passer a little bit, like Micah Parsons at four. I think if you want, uh, to don't let it, Eric hear you. Yeah, Eric, that that's yeah, those them's fighting words. Eric is you know big time, uh, Micah Parsons guy. But yeah, I just to me, I I don't think you can, I don't think you can take defense there. I think you have to either select a quarterback, which is I if I was a betting man, that would be the 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 place that I'd go, but. If you do want to take a defensive player, just trade down because I guarantee you there's about five teams that would like a quarterback there. So um, I think they have a lot of flexibility because of that. So I'm interested to see what they do. Um, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like uh, a legit, maybe my main preference if the new coaching staff doesn't fall in love with Wilson or Fields, whoever is there, would be to trade back. Uh, eighth or ninth and that that will get you a first round pick next year like it should get you a first round pick next season yeah, yeah. and possibly even like you know maybe a fourth or fifth this year like it depends on especially if it's a qb needy team like uh trading up and you know the value you can't go by the valuation chart when it comes to a quarterback like yeah. um you throw that completely out the window and if a team really wants a quarterback bad enough they're gonna give. They're gonna give the farm for him. So we have mm-hmm. to. We have to be fielding all calls. Um, yeah. You know, come draft night, or um, you know, maybe the new coaching staff says, "I really like Wilson. I really like Fields. Whoever's there, um, we have him graded out. You know, as you know, the next star player. And in that case, I wouldn't mind. You know, spending it on a quarterback, but also right. the draft picks later on, second, third, fourth, fifth rounders, like those picks are now very, very appealing. Like that second round pick is pretty much going to be like a late first rounder yeah. because there's yeah. always first round graded players that fall into the second round. Yeah, exactly. That that gives the team a lot of flexibility. And, and that's the thing that Adnan pointed out is really important is that it doesn't just give you a good pick in the first round. It gives you a good pick in every round. This team is now picking more like the, the around earlier uh, in future rounds. Like that, you know, I think they'll be picking 30 fifth or 36th in the second you know they'll be picking in the 60s and the third which is a, a far cry from where they've been in the last few years where they've been picking you know in the 40s and then in the 70s and 80s you know in the third round so the the caliber of players available at each of those spots is a lot higher um and that obviously helps out with with you know helping build the roster throughout not just in the first round um want to give some shout outs to, to brian watson for the subscribe uh, thank you, brother, for, for your subscription. And also to Guy, Vier- Guy Fieri, a.k.a. Solaire, 
in the chat with the $3 donation. Brother, thank you very much. Uh, he says, it's finished. Our pain and suffering is over for now. I no longer watch the Falcons to see them win games. I watch them now to see the next train wreck. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's been the team this season. It's what sort of exciting way are they going to manage to blow the game uh, going forward? So it, it's it's been a, it's been a wild ride. Uh, but at the end of the road, it is a top four pick, maybe even top three, depending. But uh, yeah, in a class where you have three like legitimate quarterbacks at the yeah, top of yeah. it, that's it's not. You can't just go by you know year by year. Not every fourth or third overall pick is built the same. Right. Like it, it depends on the draft class, and if if it's actual like legit bona fide quarterbacks at the top of it, which you know I think in a regular year. Um, without Lawrence, you know, Zach Wilson could be talked about as a potential number one overall pick. Um, so it, it's it, it's something where you have so much leverage to trade down. I'm so excited mm. about draft night. Like, I don't think I've been this excited about draft night since since we had the sixth overall pick and took Jake Matthews a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, that Jake Matthews draft was exciting. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll make the offseason a little bit more palatable <laughs> that we actually have some some big some big picks to play around with you know we're not gonna have to wait all night on in round one to hear them you know pick um but yeah i i uh i'm excited um we put we put up with a lot of crap this year i mean this was an awful season for the falcons there were seasons since 2007 um just really really bad play for this team and they couldn't blame it on injuries, you know, they, they, it was just really bad. Um, the offense was unwatchable at times. The defense started off as this total albatross of awful play and then got it together a little bit and then finished the season as a total al albatross of awful play with, I think this was their highest point total or, or tied for the highest point total they allowed all year. Uh, and like Adnan said, once Grady Jarrett leaves that lineup, it is it becomes a disaster. They can get no pressure. They have nobody on that defensive line, even though Dante Fowler got his sack today. So, hey, not a total waste of money, right? Oh, yeah, it's uh, completely justified <laughs> the signing with that sack in this one. Totally, totally. Yeah, but, full, full apologies for all the yeah, Dante Fowler. So sorry, so was, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, who cares about the first 16 weeks? Right, right. Yeah, and uh, shout out to everyone. All right, that took us over the $5. If you want me to get saucy here, I've got some really fancy stuff for today. So uh, it's $5. Don't make me regret it, okay? Uh, I've, <laughs> like I, last I have, week, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to tell us. I have yeah. some mineral water, so, you know, I'll, I'll take, you know, shots of mineral water. <laughs> mineral water. That, see, I appreciate Adnan. He's a man, of, a man of class, a man of character with the mineral yeah. water. Very fancy. But, very very um popular drink uh, back home in bosnia we have yes. specific brands that like uh you know people just order this at restaurants and stuff yeah i feel like to make it complete i have to like buy that orange drink you had and then use that as like a mixer for something Bro, and then, I, then we'll like combine our powers i i will <laughs> i will send you the name and i will uh i don't know if there's places up in europe in new york right yeah yeah uh, if you go to U, I don't know how far Utica's from you. Not that far. It's like an hour. But Utica has like a massive Bosnian population. Like yeah, you can yeah. get that drink anywhere. Like over, you'll probably be able to get that drink like in a lot of places in your Utica. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out because honestly, that sounded delicious. Because I love orange drinks anyway. But um, 
All right, here we go. We got the first one coming, and then I got some more coming down here from George and Gary Stafford. So, all right. So next dono from our show benefactor, George Costanza. The $5, brother. Thank you so much for your support all season. Really appreciate that. Um, friend so of George, the show. Yes, friend of the show, George, says, uh, I was half expecting Fowler to have three sacks just to close out the year strong. What a waste. I think Hainsworth was a better acquisition than this tool. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But it's still on the top five. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go. Hey, at least at least Fowler can pass his conditioning tests. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a little bit, yeah. You know, Albert Hainsworth, it's, you know, yeah. But he says, maybe not. It's still top five. I agree. Uh, hashtag tank shots. What's odd on drinking? He said it was mineral water. Mineral today. water. So, yep. Oh, very, very fancy. Uh, mineral yeah. water. A man of class, a man of character. Um, so, yes, that sounds good. Uh, all right. Next up, we have, let's see, Gary Stafford with the $10. Brother, again, thank you for your support all season long. Uh, Gary says, thanks for guiding us through this weird year. Looking forward to an interesting offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. This is going to be a fun one this year. Um, so I'm looking forward to spending it with you guys as well. I think we're going to have some really interesting discussion. Um, it it may be the most fun offseason in years for us. Like I, Because, I so. yeah, you have like a new coaching search, uh, a new GM search for the first time since uh, 2007, yeah. uh, 2008 offseason. Uh, new coaching search for the first time in the past few years. Uh, top five draft pick. Like this is, this is like gonna be one of the most exciting uh, off seasons in a long, long time for the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah. wait for it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. Um, and we have some some like we said premium draft capital to play around with now that the uh, the top five pick is assured i thought they were gonna falcon it up there I, I thought the bucks were really trying to falcon it up for like the entire third quarter man it was getting sweaty there for a minute but um little do they know it's impossible to out falcon the falcons there's just no way uh, that that could ever be achieved so yeah i saw a, a stat it's like the ravens have, have like this active streak of 98 straight games without like a blown 14 point lead uh-huh. And it's like the Falcons can't even get to like two. Right. Yeah. That would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason Gaines in the chat says uh, Ray Edwards was a better free agent signing than Dante Fowler. <laughs> uh, possibly. At least Ray. Well, Ray Edwards was pretty good against the run. He just was an awful pass rusher. So, you know. Uh, the fact that um, the fact that that's even a conversation is just an issue in of itself. Yeah. That. Yeah. You shouldn't be anywhere near that sort of. Uh, comparison ever <laughs> ever that's my opinion there all right guys we also have another donation from Ardies, another longtime supporter of the show again brother with the five dollars thank you so much for your support we appreciate you guys uh says happy new year falcoholics happy new year to you as well everyone we preserve the tank yes all right yes. also who will help uh dk pack his stuff tomorrow and show him the door <laughs> well the, the door to his new head coaching office there you go yeah i think we all know who will be there to help dirt pack uh i think you all know the rest of the there. coaching staff yes because that's they're definitely going with them. <laughs> well yeah they'll all be able to you know they can rent one truck together to get it out of fire yeah, they, they, they can all go on the same flight yeah yeah but yeah he says in that same vein i heard uh raheem morris had his interview today yeah that was i think either yesterday or the day before so that's pretty recently um 
I hope he doesn't get the job. I don't want him after the disaster versus the Aints. And yeah, I mean, today's result, giving up their worst defensive game of the year, I think pretty much assures that he will not be back. Um, I don't think he had much of a chance to begin with, but uh, yeah, I don't think you have to worry too much, Artie's just saying. <laughs> but um, all right. Yeah, it's just you had to like, you owed it to him to at least give him the interview. Yeah, yeah. And what is up, Eric, also joining us. Eric, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, guys. How y'all doing? We're good. We're good. We're excited about the draft pick, uh, talking talking through some of those scenarios. But I know you weren't necessarily, like, all aboard the tank train. So how, how are you feeling after today's loss? I mean, I figured they were going to lose anyway. There's no need. There's no need for, for tank right. purpose. They're not yeah, yeah. bucks. So... I figured they were going to lose anyway. So yeah, I picked this. I picked the Falcons, which has been the kiss of death. I believe that makes me zero and six on the year. Whenever I picked the Falcons, so. <laughs> I well, should have known. I yeah, I don't think I've picked them to win since Denver. Yeah, I think that was the last game I actually picked them to win. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the last time I shaved was actually the last time we won. <laughs> so. So that was like <laughs> what, two months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. It's been a minute. I remember they were in that. They had that little mid-season surge, right, where we were like, "Oh man, are they going to make the playoffs?" I remember that. That was like a week, you know. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. That was fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was so fun. It's like, all right, play the Saints twice, Taysom Hill. You know, yeah, if we're telling if we me there's a chance. Those games, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah, you know, talking about possibly the division. Uh, that was wild, here. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no way, guys. No way. No way. Yeah, Eric was right all along. So we should have just trusted him from the beginning. But Eric, Eric was out on the playoffs after week two. So I'm, I, I really was. Like, yeah, that's that, what you said. So that game, I was like, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. I just because I, even with that particular loss, I mean, I know it's the second game of the season, but that type of loss like that can crumble a team mentally yeah and yeah. you know it was a 0-5 start like it was like there's no way in hell they're going to overcome this but i, right. I do too but I, i'm just so surprised that you know such a mentally strong team like the atlanta falcons would let something like that get to them you know you know i mean this is a team yeah. that just yeah you know they're just so mentally sturdy as we've right. seen the past few especially under under dan quinn you know it's, think these guys are, are battle tested right i mean man they, they yeah. really have to do anything like that ever in team history <laughs> you think of. I don't, but yeah yeah here we right. are yes here we are here we are okay george i see your donut give me one second i gotta type out this tweet before i do what you're trying to make me do here okay uh, oh, he, he's trying to kill you. Actually, he's trying to kill me. I, yeah. yeah. At least this is good stuff. I can drink a lot of this uh, honey crisp vodka from a local place. It's really good. What's that? You gotta take a shot or something. Yeah, yeah. I took. I always talk about. I always talk about increasing the price. I think I'm gonna have to do it now. George is like gonna make me do it, but um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, just give me one sec to finish this tweet and I'll read it or read it off. But yeah, I mean, we are. In the top five officially, with the potential to get into the top three if the Texans lose. Uh, I was talking Texans. before. Yeah, if the Texans lose. Um, I'm still thinking it's going to be a quarterback. I would be pretty shocked if it's not. But what do you think, Eric? We'll go to you first on this one. I, I, I think it's going to be a quarterback, too. Um, not that it's the biggest need on a team, because it isn't. 
it's quite obvious. I think with the conclusions of today's game, it's quite obvious that this defense needs as much help and reinforcements as they can get. But it's not often you pick in the top five. Um, and they just so happen their their placement in the top five so happens to coincide with the fact that they have a quarterback in Matt Ryan who's good and still has some juice, but he's getting up in age. And you know, this I I all I'm always an advocate for. If you have an opportunity to take a franchise quarterback, um, do it because that is a position that can set your franchise back for 15 years. Just ask yeah. the Browns. Right. Um, so I, I'm on board with it now. That doesn't mean because for some reason, I guess people think like, yeah, they take a quarterback. They're not going to address any other position in the draft. I, I never I don't get that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I no mean, we're, we're running about with the same team if we get a quarter. We're forfeiting the rest of our picks. Exactly. Has one pick in the draft, and like, oh my god, just, that's it. Um, but I do believe this this should be and still will be a draft, uh, defensive heavy draft for them. So even if they take a quarterback, I still think you know they may walk away with three or four stars on defense. Yeah. In the draft. I think I think you're right. Yeah, there are picks outside of the first round, guys. The Falcons take a quarterback in round one. They can still take guys later. Uh, in the I want three starters <laughs> in this draft. Three, three starters. Yeah, he did get three starters that draft. So yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he got four, <laughs> counting a pool as the undrafted. That's true. Yeah. So maybe he should say that more often. Maybe they'll actually get some status. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So George Costanza with the twenty-five dollars, brother. Thank you so much. For your support, once again, show benefactor. Thank you, George. Costanza. You're yeah. going to bring George on one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah he, he's funding do. the show. Yeah, he might as well. Yeah. yeah. You got to bring him on. <laughs> I mean, it is the off season. We're going to have a lot, a lot of stuff to that we need to, you know, fill in when it comes to dialogue on the show. Like, yeah, why not bring George? <laughs> he says, thank you for making this worthless waste of a season bearable. I really want to go all in and win next year. No need to build for five years from now. Let's win now. If the Falcons really want to win now, they draft Pitts, Kyle Pitts. He's Gronk slash Kelsey, hashtag tank shots. So, yes, he's really going to trigger Eric there. But I saw Eric's reaction. Yeah, Eric, it. immediately, <laughs> immediately. Okay, I am increasing the price now. It's $10, okay, so I don't die. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm, but, Kyle uh, Pitts is really good. I like love he's Kyle really Pitts. good. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Like, I really like him too. He, I saw firsthand what he did to Georgia, and then what he did, like you know, throughout this Florida season. Um, man. But yeah, it's uh, not in the top five. And uh, no, not the top five. I mean, it would have to be after trade down, probably into the team. Massive trade down. Massive yeah. trade down. <laughs> it would even be after a trade down. I would still say no, even after a trade now. I mean, what he, about Jamar Chase? Yeah, there you go. See? Oh, I'm my not God. <laughs> Why did I come up? Why did I come up? <laughs> All right. Well, how, about, uh, how about Devontae Smith? He's going to win the Heisman this year. There you go. How about Mac Jones? Okay. Oh, Matt, the Mac attack. <laughs> Mac can throw for 400 yards next year, and they'll just lose by a touchdown. Yeah. Instead of by, you know, two touchdowns. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> It, I it do have wild. some water, Jason James. It is wild how that uh, that Alabama team a few years ago had Hurts, Tua, and Mac Jones all all on their roster, along like, with Judy and Waddle and yeah. Nick Saban Bur- has to be stopped. 
Yep. <laughs> He's like an evil genius. <laughs> you, know how many, you know how many third and fourth stringers Alabama has had to like watch transfer over the years? Like, yep. It's incredible. How many guys that, you know, would normally be thousand yard runners, thousand yard receivers, they don't even get on the field. Yeah. And I think that like this will be their like best draft ranked draft class in like a decade to oh, yeah. this year. Yeah, it's wild, man. Super wild. Yeah, I mean, that team is absolutely stacked. And, um, you know, I, I know people are asking about Najee Harris. And I did do a mock this week where the Falcons took him in the second round. Like, I, I don't know if that's ultimately where they go. Because if the Falcons don't take it, like, if they go quarterback and then they don't take a defender in the second round, it's just really getting dicey for finding Ooh. defensive help. <laughs> like, it's really hard. Um, like, I think if they don't get a defender at the top and they don't trade down that second round pick really needs to be an impact defender, probably an edge rusher there. I think that's where the value is best, but I mean, maybe if a cornerback falls, but uh, like a Hamakar Rashid, I really like there. there. There's, there's quite a few guys in that second round range. Quarterback is the only position outside of defense that I feel they should target in round one. If, if they don't, if, if they choose not to grab a quarterback, which I'm fine with, because, you know, they very well – you never know who say, the head coach may come in and say, hey, man, I can win now with this. If they choose not to, they just need to take the best defender on the board. It doesn't matter the position. I don't care if it's Michael Parsons. I don't care if it's Patrick Sertan. I don't care if it's Russo or Quiddy Pay. They, right. need, they need difference makers on that side of the ball at every level of the defense, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So, I agree. I agree, yeah. And I think there are good running backs they can get, too, like uh... – uh javante williams uh trey sermon uh we already talked about chuba hubbard um you know yeah kenneth gainwell from memphis um there's a lot of guys they can get in that third round range they don't have to take a guy in the second but they probably need to get a starting free safety and they probably need to get at least they have to get a free safety. i mean like hey good god yeah yeah I do think there's probably going to be, even if they don't trade down from one, I think they're going to end up packaging some of those fifth rounders to move back into day three. I think for two fifth rounders, they could move from the fourth back into day three. So, or day, day two. I gotta, I have, the way I foresee things right now, I think is is very, unless someone comes with, you know, a deal that you just can't turn down. I think they're going to stay put in the top five. I think we may see round two as a round where we may actually see them trade down, garner an extra third or fourth or something like that, just to get, you know, some, you know, a, a few extra bodies on defense. Um, but like I said, it, it depends because, you know, we talked about this on the last show, you know, the way things are shaking out, the Patriots just said that they're not going to bring Cam back next year. So that very well can be a team that says, hey, you know what, we're going to trade up into the top five and get a quarterback. Yeah, I think so. I think the that's Niners, absolutely something that could happen. The Niners as well. They said they were done with Garoppolo. They they may do it. You never know. Possibly uh, done with Garoppolo if they can't find someone better. Yeah, right. the Redskins, the Redskins parted ways with Haskins. You know, Alex Smith is not the long term answer. They may pull the trigger. They're right. they right. in win now mode because you know they may win the division tonight. So you never know. Um, I, I think of course they'll get some calls. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing like that, (laughs) excuse me, that, uh, 
part of the draft is really favorable for a trade down. Like if they choose to not go for a quarterback there, um, I, I think, I think they will. And we've talked about that, but if they don't, that spot is where a team is likely to want to trade up because the Falcons can threaten to take one too, which could drive the price of the pickup. They're like, look, we like this guy, but we're not in love with him. We're going to take him if we don't get a good offer. So if you want Zach Wilson, say, um, which is probably who it's going to be at this point, because Justin Fields probably, you know, played himself into that number two overall pick. You literally have one team like that every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so teams are not going to, if they want Zach Wilson, they probably can't wait longer than Atlanta. Yeah. They just can't. Yeah. Um, so if they want that quarterback and Atlanta wants to trade down, that's where the deal has to get made and it's going to be expensive. Um, right. And like, if it's a small trade down to like seven, Atlanta could still come away with like a trade, Trey Lance there or something like that too. So um, it's all possible there. And it's, it's an exciting spot to be, but we know what's likely to happen, but would you rather the team trade down than take a quarterback? I know Eric's a big fan of trading down. So, uh, I'm so 50, 50 on that. Like yeah. if we did either, I'd be completely fine with it just yeah. because, you know, you have, you know, a trade down and a trade down. I can't emphasize enough. will get you a treasure chest of picks because mm-hmm. it'll be a trade down where the other team is moving up for a quarterback. And, you know, I'm sure the new general manager will know how much leverage that is. Yeah. But at the same time, the last time we had a top five pick was when we got Matt Ryan in 2008. That's true. Like, it doesn't happen. And, you know, that was a great pick. And you have a chance to bridge this gap between Matt Ryan and the next guy. And, you know, you have a chance to bridge this gap for the next decade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, great point there because – you don't know how much stress and relief that takes off of a team when you have the quarterback position like solidified long term. Yeah. And again, the Browns is a perfect example. I mean, from from Wheaton to well, go all the way back to Couch and Wheaton and Manzel and like it's Austin. Just, yeah, it says Brady Quinn. Like when you don't have that position bolstered and solidified, you're set back as a friend. You can have everything else in the world, but if you can't play great at quarterback, man, you're not going to win games. You're not going to get to the playoffs. So that's why it is – I know it's not a great need, but, again, it's not often you pick this high. And and, and I'm sorry, my mistake. Jimmy Clausen was with the uh, Panthers. I got my – Notre Dame bust Smith shot between yeah. him and understandable, and Brady understandable. But, uh, and I'm not, I'm not greatly in love with next year's quarterback class as of yet. Um, so that's another factor, right? So, yeah. um, I, I think right now at the top of the draft at quarterback, man, you got, I think you got three studs, three guys that I truly feel can be franchise quarterbacks. The fourth, I'm not sold on it yet. Kevin is. And Kevin has a whole offseason to convince me otherwise, but <laughs> we'll see. But uh, yeah. I, I think I think out of you know Lawrence and Wilson and Fields, I think they got an opportunity to get a guy. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, and just the fact that you're you have this pick in this class with three bona fide quarterbacks in the top five, it's mm-hmm. it's big time because it doesn't happen every year where you have like 
a court like you'll have a quarterback play himself into the top five through like necessity and through um through the combine but you have three guys who are you know are going to be top five at the end of the season before the testing even begins and before Mm -hmm. the overthinking by gms even begins yeah yeah today's episode is brought to you by cars.com With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, yep. that's a good point. Um, all right, quick interlude here, guys, to plug the uh, Twitter account, which is at Falcoholic Live. Uh, give that a follow if you do the Twitter stuff. Uh, please do like the video if you're having a good time and do subscribe to the channel as well. We are coming up on 2,200 subscribers, and so uh, help us out there, guys. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, and if you're interested in getting access to some exclusive question and answer sessions uh, and having a a voice in the type of video content we're going to be making this offseason, you can check out our Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash falcoholiclive. Uh, we're going to have a lot more stuff rolling out for that, for those supporters here very soon. We appreciate everyone who's uh, signed up so far. Thank you, guys. Um, so, with that said, we're probably looking at a scenario where the Falcons are taking a quarterback at four. And we're all pretty much in agreement that that's the most likely outcome. Um, does I guess I guess the question I'm going to ask now is, do we think the head coach they hire has a big impact on that? And at this point in the offseason, where do you guys see the team going in terms of that head coach? We did hear a few more rumors today, like they're going to be interviewing um, Perhaps uh, Robert Sala, the the 49ers, that one's not too surprising. Um, some of the other surprising ones were the Rams defensive coordinator. I don't remember his name. And it's Bailey. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was one other DC they were looking at. So they were actually kind of leaning towards more defensive coaches than we had thought before, which I think would be a big mistake. But uh, where do you guys see the team going at head coach at this point? But Glazer did also say that they would rather hire an offensive-minded head coach. These are just the guys right. who, yeah, these are just the guys who've been leaked to the media. So yeah. we have no idea who, who it, they are and aren't going to interview. Overall, it could just be uh, agents yeah. of these uh, coordinators drumming some stuff up. But yeah, it's. I think they're going to go offensive, and I absolutely think it should be the new head coach's call as to whether or not we go quarterback because that's who the new head coach is going to be tying himself to for the next five years or so. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, guys, so I don't, I, I know, I know Kevin, Kevin feels this way about it, but you know, and, and I'm not quite sure as far as where your direction is on this, but when it comes to, when it comes to getting an offensive of minor or a defensive minor guy, like I have no preference. And I and I personally feel like that's somewhat mythical. That if you can coach, you can coach. Doesn't matter what side. Of, so why why are you guys 
more of the you know the ones that feel like hey they need to get a guy that has a particular mind on a particular side of the ball just because we've seen it with Matt Ryan throughout his entire career he'll have an offensive coordinator and then the offensive coordinator gets hired as a new head coach somewhere and then it has to restart and every single time he has to restart relearn the system in year two Ryan was always better in the system now I I want that continuity and I know we're all sick of the word continuity after it was misused <laughs> last year by this by this franchise used for you um, yeah but I want that especially if we're getting a young quarterback you want to give him that uh, head coach that offensive minded guy who's going to give him that continuity throughout the majority of his career to where he's not just going on a carousel of uh, of new offensive coordinators year after year Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with Eric that it really does matter more about the coach and how good he is than his than like whether what side of the ball he's on. But I, I mean, think yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it I does think ultimately like good but... OCs and good young C's out there. Yeah, yeah, and I I think to me it's like what Adnan said that I think the offensive continuity is more important than defensive continuity. Um, I think keeping that high end offensive system an offensive mind running your plays year to year is way more important than the same thing on the other side of the ball. Um, and I, I think that we've seen over the past five or so years, a real shift towards offense in this league. And I, I think this isn't true of all defensive head coaches, but I think offensive coaches have a real aggressive mindset generally. I mean, obviously not all of them dirt cutter, <laughs> but you know, I think that coming from that side of the ball I think is a better place to be in today's NFL. Whereas I think a lot of defensive coaches feel like they can trust their defense to do stuff and all these things. And I don't think you should trust your defense in today's NFL in general, <laughs> like regardless of how good your defense is, that's my opinion. Um, but I, I just think keeping that offensive continuity for five plus years, if, if the Falcons had that and it was good offensive continuity, obviously um, I think that would I think that would would help them a lot more than having a good defensive mind at at the helm uh, because it doesn't fix the main issue with this team which is that the offense is too volatile year to year in my that's, opinion. that's the main issue yeah yeah okay. um yeah okay. so we've got uh, another one from george thank you george santa once again for your support five dollars uh so he's uh, what's up yeah, I just I, I I'm one that believes it doesn't matter. I mean, I see it, you know, the, the and this doesn't happen often, I know, but you know, the Ravens caught lightning lightning in a bottle by hiring a special teams coordinator and they end up winning a Super Bowl not too long after that. You know, it's just, I mean, we see it, you know, Brian Flores with the Dolphins, you know, he turned that team around. You know, they're they won ten games this year. Sean McDermott with the Bills, you know, they won what, 10, 11 games this year as well. You know, I, 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 me personally, I don't feel it really matters a whole lot. I do see Adnan's point though. I see both of you guys' point, but the point that he made about keeping that familiarity in place with a guy like Matt Ryan or whoever the heir apparent is going to be, that is important. I get that. Um, but I just, I, for someone to say, hey, we don't need a defensive guy because it's an offensive league or we don't need a defensive guy because we've had so many defensive guys already. Like, I, I just believe like that's 
you're, we're making up a reason not to want not to have a head coach. If the guy can coach, he can coach. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I agree. Yeah, and George's thing here is a little bit about the type of people that are interviewed too. So George says doesn't like the Rooney Rule. He thinks it's demeaning and disrespectful to minority coaching candidates. Uh, yeah, I you're right. Um, like with the Lions and Marucci, why do they need to bring in Green to interview? What do you guys think of the Rooney Rule? I want. Arthur Smith or Lincoln Riley, either or works for me. Yeah, I mean, the Rooney rule is a joke and everyone knows it, like, and teams treat it like a joke. Um, so I think if they want to help minority coaches rise in the league, they need to hire them and promote them and not just do this little song and dance about give them interviews. Didn't they do something last year about, like, if you if you don't interview a coach, like, you'll lose a draft pick or some shit like that? <laughs> yeah, but it's like... I, it, it's- I think they started to incentivize where if you have a minority head coach on your staff who gets hired by another team, then uh, your team gets like a third round pick or something like that. Trying that to something like that. that was a slap yeah. in the face. Yeah, that was like, hold on, wait a minute. Like we're we're slapping draft picks on it now. <laughs> it's just weird. Like you need to actually just hire quality minority coaches and not try to make all these rules about it, but. At the end of the day, like these rules aren't going to necessarily help people get hired because the NFL is a good old boys club and they're going to hire who they want to hire. Um, because, because what 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 got me when they first, when the rule was first implemented, these guys were getting the interviews, but no one was getting hired. No, no, it's no. it's just a it's just a song and dance. Like they're like, okay, come in, we'll have coffee, and then you can go, and then yeah. we're going to yeah. Hire, I mean, hire the, the Falcons when the Falcons a few years ago, they interviewed Keith Armstrong, you know, by way of the Rooney rule to start things out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, no, like, no, no one was like, wait, are they seriously interviewing him? Like, yeah, that was just, you can tell that was just the check in the box, man. Like there's yeah. no way. In it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you have to do, if you really want to do it, you have to do more and you have to figure out ways to, incentivize it but i don't think draft capital is the right way and i think you just need to like teams just need to do it like well i i do like the (laughs) the aspect of telling a telling teams that hey we need to see an increase in this i do like that from that particular standpoint yes yes i Um, feel i feel that some teams have taken it and said, all right, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just interview a minority, whether it's, you know, an African-American or Hispanic or whatever, and let's just do it and get it over with. I think that's what teams are taking the rule and they're bending it just to say, okay, we did it. Right. Yeah. So it needs to be adjusted. They need to figure out a way to, I mean, don't slap a draft pick on it. Like that's, no, no, that's not it either. Like it just makes it like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll hire a black head coach if you're going to give me a draft. Yeah. Like that's not what you want either. That doesn't accomplish anything. Right, um, right. So it, it's more of like it's you have to change the mindset of the good old boys club. And you have to – it's something that really is just going to take time and it's going to take owners that are willing to, to buck these trends. Um, and it's not something I think you can solve with just a little bit of rule, like just a silly I, rule, you know. It's funny how the PA, the Players Association hasn't really made this more of a, a big deal than it should be, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think they kind of just sat on their hands a little bit with this. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, you know Demora Smith is, a, you know, African-American, so right. he leads. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like they're not even trying to buck that trend a little bit either. Right. Yeah, because I think especially with 
black coaches, generally they're, they're ex-players. Like I think a higher percentage of black coaches are ex-NFL players than their white Mm -hmm. counterparts. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd think they would be more invested in in helping their former players get hired, but it's just going to take these guys, like uh, as always, black coaches are going to have to be better than their peers to get anywhere. Uh, And it's not just black coaches. It's, Hispanic coaches and it's women in football and anything else. This is all the same story. Like you're going to have to be better than the white guy. Hey man. (laughs) You can't be the same. (laughs) You're going to have to be way better. I'll be candid with this. It's going to be a long time before we see a female, like an actual female coach, not a head coach, but just like a a actual coordinator or right. More than like just a little, you know, yeah. Like it's cool that you have like a like an assistant, but and 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 you know Washington has made some steps this year by hiring you know a, a African American female as part of their scouting department or something like mm-hmm. that, and and that I like. But just as a whole, as a as far as the football community, like a lot of the a lot of people have a hard time just seeing a female referee, let alone yeah, right, let alone a female coach. It's, so, I mean, it's, 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 it's a pill, weird, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a pill that a lot of people can't swallow. They refuse to swallow for some reason. I don't know why, but that's where we yeah. are. Right yep. Now. We'll 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 get there. It's going to take a while, just like everything else. It just for some reason, it just needs to take forever for people to make changes. Uh, and it's unfortunate that that's what it takes, but it is what it is. Uh, and we're just going to hope. You know, I think the Falcons are going to hire the best guy for the job. And I think Eric Bieniemy and Raheem Morris are serious candidates. They're not just Rooney Rule joke candidates. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think Bieniemy is probably the, the number one choice for pretty much every team. So, you know, I hope that Bieniemy can go on and have great success. And maybe that'll convince teams like, oh, crap. Like, we should have hired him last year and not waited. No, I have no <laughs> idea how he wasn't hired last year. It's, it's crazy to me. Do you guys think today sealed the fate for Raheem Morris as far as his yeah. corner? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Raheem Morris' fate was sealed after New Orleans. Probably, really? yeah. But I, I, yeah. I think after today, I mean, you can't. You can't go out like that and yeah. expect the team to call you back. Yeah. Like. You, you can't get blocked by Taysom Hill and the Saints and expect to come back. I mean, I, that, 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 that's, what, that's what cut the cord for me. I, I, don't, I don't want the fan – I know some fans were thinking like, hey, you know, this was just a Rooney Rule interview and it wasn't like that. That was he is legitimately a candidate. He is a candidate. Not, yeah. Not saying he's a top candidate, just saying he really he is in the conversation. Um, that was a real interview. They really do have interest in him. But I think after today, I don't. I, I tweeted it out, man. I said he. I hope he had a hell of an interview, dude. Because if he's banking on that job after this, the defense. He has an interview, and the defense goes out and gives up forty-four points. Like, man, that's that's yeah. Totally it's rough. I I don't think he's going to be the Falcons' head coach. I think there's a solid chance he's somebody's head coach next year, though. Um, I think there's a solid chance he's a D, he's possibly that they're dc not saying i want it i'm just saying <laughs> yeah i mean at this point like look like i think to be honest like i think raheem morris has done about as well as anyone could probably do with the personnel the falcons have on defense i mean it's not good um yeah. so like the fact that he can occasionally squeeze really good games out of this defense like against kansas city i think is is noteworthy but mm-hmm. 
it also hasn't been good. And, you know, he was partially responsible for the players who were signed and brought in and drafted and all this. I mean, he's been with the team for a while now. So, um, you know, going after Dante Fowler, making him the centerpiece of your defensive rebuild this year, that to me is a big problem. (laughs) I mean, and maybe it's, maybe it's more on Fowler than the coaches. I mean, I don't know, but uh, it was a real bad decision. So I, I can't really, can't really get on board with that. But yeah. if we do get a rookie head coach that doesn't really have a strong defensive coordinator choice in mind, Raheem could return. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I think that's probably the most likely scenario with Raheem staying in Atlanta is that he he comes back as a defensive coordinator. But we shall mm-hmm. see. Um, let's switch over to some GM talk. Uh, those candidates, it, it seems like Rick Smith is pretty much the heavy favorite. I mean, is that kind of the vibe that you guys are getting as well? I think I think so, just based on uh, the report we had uh, from a very reputable source. Uh, but they're definitely going to do their due diligence with yeah. it. Uh, there's a lot of names that are going to be coming in for interviews, as, as there should be. Yeah. I think someone, someone has to blow them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think Rick Smith is probably, if, if I had to put money on it, and, you know, if they were to make a hire tomorrow, I think it would probably be Rick Smith. Yeah. Think, yeah. Would that would shock be... you if they just hired Rick Smith tomorrow? No, it wouldn't. Honestly, <laughs> it wouldn't shock I, me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, well, you got to look at it. I mean, this the season is over, so you know the Senior Bowl is in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, the Combine is in a couple months, so they need to get this sewn up fairly quickly. You know, I mean, they, they don't need to beat around the book. I mean, they've had literally, they Quinn got fired after week five. Right. Damn, how, how much more time do you need, to be honest with you? But yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I exactly. Think- like, unless they really want to talk to some of these other teams' candidates, um, you know, I would not be shocked at all if they, if they, I, I think Rick Smith will be hired by the end of the week. That's my personal take. I, I think <laughs> they will, they will call and talk to some guys early this week, but I think Rick Smith will be the GM of the Falcons before the end of the week. Outside of him, who else have they – who else has experience? Who was, who was the Falcons guy they talked to? Hamilton? Um, I forget what his name was. It was somebody oh. – they interviewed somebody that works for the Falcons. Um, um, was it was – it, was, it, was it Robinson? Was that his last name? Maybe. Maybe it was it? Anthony Robinson or something like that. Yeah, Anthony Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's been – you know, he's been a, a scouting guy for the, for the Falcons for a while. He's climbed up the ranks, and I think he's, like, the director of scouting or something. Like, some, he works in – he leads the scouting department for the yeah, team. So. Yeah. I think it's um, funny they didn't even give a shot to Phil Emery or Russell Webster. Two no. former GFs, they were just like, no, we're not even going to no. talk to you. <laughs> oh, God. Please, no. It's just funny because they're two former GMs on staff, and they just give, oh, like, no. the scouting director an interview over them. <laughs> No, no, don't do that. But I, I think out of the guys that they've shown interest in or interviewed, you know, Rick Smith is the only one that has experience. I mean, I, I know that the the rumor of Reggie McKenzie was thrown out there, but they haven't interviewed yeah, McKenzie. Yeah, no, they haven't shown too much interest. Everybody else is literally would be a first time GM. So yeah, again, like someone... I think Font, I think they like Fontenot, um, too. But I just, I think. He would have to blow them away probably to get ahead of Rick Smith. I'm getting I'm getting mold type vibes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I mean I think I think that would be a long shot. 
Fontenot would have to really impress them. Um, on the topic of – well, go ahead. What about Dorsey? Did you guys like John Dorsey? Uh, if it meant that Eric Bieniemy was going to be here, then okay. But otherwise, no. What about, what about you, Anna? I mean, Dorsey's fine. Like, uh, I definitely think the Browns' success right now, like, it, it does have something to do with, with Dorsey. I wouldn't, like, completely disregard him in all of that. I do think that, uh, you know what, where Rich McKay is just going to be like, screw it, I'm, I'm the new GM. He's going to hire himself. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to hire himself. <laughs> yeah, he just goes up to the podium, and they're like, oh, Falcons announcement about GM coming soon. He's just like has a whole me. script to read and he's just like you know me. what i am the gm I he just walks myself. off yeah <laughs> and you know uh black sabbath plays in the background wait no <laughs> the paper right, says like just in the back. <laughs> yeah rick smith's like over in this on like the wing in the wings waiting you know he's like oh okay mckay is looking at blank look at me I'm the okay. captain. Yeah, yeah, I'm the captain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully that won't happen. But um, yeah, I guess we did have a, a someone comment on our our Wednesday show about Nathaniel Hackett, and he was saying that uh, Hackett actually is a West Coast guy. Um, he he's like a Bill Walsh disciple. Um, so the offense he ran in Jacksonville was yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just saying that's that's apparently where his background actually is. It's not just this run-heavy scheme, uh, which is why it makes more sense, I guess, that he's in Green Bay because that's more like what they run. So, I I, yeah, because before I was like, why is anyone even interested in this guy? Why did Green Bay hire him to kind of work in their like West Coast stuff? If it's it's 2021, why are we looking for Bill Walsh disciples? Well, you know, I'm just saying so. (laughs) <laughs> he's right. not just this like really old school run game guy only but still somewhat I mean, old school so. Walsh has a coach in the league in 30 years man I'm not looking for <laughs> I'm not looking for guys from his tree right now I mean I'm just saying man. no offense fair fair but yeah so that was a little bit more context because I don't think any of us really knew a whole lot about Hackett other than that he on, had one I good year in Jacksonville somebody from the John Madden to- <laughs> Lead this team, man. That's the only way this team is going to get over the hump. You need a John disciple. Let's get one of Vince Lombardi's like grandchildren. Absolutely. Hey, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. But um, yeah, I the Falcons are going to be one of the more competitive teams, and we'll see tomorrow. You know what teams they'll have to compete against? Probably the Chargers, right? I mean, Anthony Anthony Lynn's almost certainly getting canned. Um, The Jags. The Jags, uh, if the if the Jags keep Doug Marone, I mean, what do they do? <laughs> it's like they're just like we don't even care because <laughs> uh, that well, team is just so lifeless. Surprisingly, the Jets. I didn't yeah. think the Jets were going to make the move. Um, how how would they not? Why why they waited this long? Why did they wait? <laughs> they wanted to get Trevor Lawrence, but he, he screwed that, that up. Thanks, season, yeah, yeah, yeah. He screwed uh, that. Greg up. Williams did what he could, but you know, <laughs> you, you fired Greg Williams in the middle of the season. Why not Adam Gase? I don't get it. No, I don't you, you honestly, you fired Greg Williams because of what he did in the Raiders game. Let's just be honest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was a fireball offense. So yeah. why or why keep Gase? There's no I, good I, reason to keep Gase for being totally I honest. So, yeah. I I don't get it. Nope. They stuck around this long, but hey, it is what it is. I yeah. I honestly feel that 
you know, that was a move that they should have made. They should have made a long time ago. Yeah. Um, see what direction that that goes because, you know, we keep seeing it, but the rumors are flying around in the off season about them maybe wanting to part ways with Sam Donald and right, right. You know, that's that's a young quarterback that we've talked about before. That- maybe they hired Dirk Cutter, save hey. uh, Sam Donald's yes! career. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely do it. Dirk yes. Cutter would turn around Sam Donald's. You know, you know what? Don't even draft a quarterback. Yeah, you know. Just hire Dirk and your problems are solved. I swear. Hire Dirk, buddy. Yeah, and, and then he brings Mike Nolan on as a DC. Hey, there you go. The Dirk Cutter, Woo! Mike Nolan renaissance. Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders right yeah, there. Yeah, oh, you know, Eric was never this excited when I suggested this for the Falcons. <laughs> well, the Jets probably deserve it. So You know what? They need, you know what? They need a running back too, man. I, I hear there's a former offensive player of the year at running back that may be an unrestricted free agent. A, a, a former <laughs> hero with the Georgia Bulldogs? I, yes. hey, hey. Hey. You're telling me there's a chance. Hey. I mean, <laughs> he can get you fullback touchdowns. Yeah, a damn good dog out there. You're <laughs> <laughs> saying, man. man. Saying yeah. they need some help with edge rusher too, you know. You know, hey, there's there some Georgia names a, out there. A former Florida Gator that may be a, a former top three overall draft selector. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. Do you guys yeah, think yeah, he's getting cut or is he going to stick around? Because if they cut Fowler with a post June first designation, they save eight million dollars. I so. I think I think he does actually. Yeah, I think so. Too. Um, I don't know. Like I, mean, I, 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 I think yeah. whoever comes in as the defensive guy is going to be like, I can fix him. Probably the other the other side of the coin is that if they cut Fowler and they cut Alan Bailey, Alan Bailey is probably like one of the easiest cap cuts they can make. They save four and a half million by cutting him. Um, they have literally no one under contract at edge in twenty twenty one. If they were to cut those two players, literally his, no one. His best bet to stay on a team is if. Raheem stays in, as DC somehow. Probably. Honestly. I don't know. Raheem called him out the other day, so I don't know. Maybe that means he's out of here. Yeah, and then he went on a Twitter rant about it. Yeah, yeah he's he like, oh, I've been hurt. Dude, you know. Dude, you got two and a half sacks. Man, everybody's hurt. It's week half, 17. Three and a half after today. Yeah, hey, there you go. Are you serious? Yep. You were the big you were the, the big signing in all season. You have two and a half sacks. I don't care about you. Everybody plays hurt. I don't yep. want to hear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance he sticks around just because the Falcons are so barren at edge. But they do have, you know, Jacob Twatty Mariner is an exclusive rights free agent. So, you know, he's back. So that'll be at me, least him. Me, personally, i rather hit the reset button on that position because yeah. this offseason, there are some solid free agents that they can go after just by clearing him out. And, you know, a guy like Carl Lawson from the Bengals comes to mind. I, right, I right. think you know, bringing him it to me would be a better investment than hoping, you know, Fowler turns it around next year. I, I yeah. just, I'm, I'm not on board with that. Right. So I, I feel the new regime comes in. I think they're going to look at certain guys and say, you know what? He's not my guy. He's out of here. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause if they cut both those guys, it's like, we're going to re-sign Jacob Twatty Mariner for vet minimum because he's an ERFA, fine. and fine. maybe Stephen Means or Charles Harris, I guess. That's fine. But, like, that's it. So that means we're drafting two guys, because <laughs> we, we need somebody. So. I'm fine with that. 
I'm, yeah, I'm fine I'm with fine with that. I'm too. fine with bringing in bring JTM back, bring Charles Harris back on <clears throat> vet minimums. Let me throw a little bit of cash at Carl Lawson and let me get two edge rushers in the draft. Yeah, why not? Hey, I'm down. Can't yeah, be any worse than this year. Yeah. Huh? Socks don't matter though. No, it's all about pressure. Hashtag pressure yeah, we're, rate. We're, yeah, okay. but we, we need some almost sacks. You know, yeah, sacks are glorified tackles for loss. That's what, we need. <laughs> that's what make that's what sets apart a defense, man. Yep. The fact that you can almost get there. Yep. Hey, if almost sacks were a thing, Tack McKinley would be a Pro Bowl. He'd be a oh, god. Yeah. Literal Literally god. Yeah. would too. Absolutely. He'd still be a Falcon, man. Yep. All right, we got uh, – yeah, I do want to address this real quick. Kevin Wood the second. what are the thoughts on trading Julio for a first in this draft, yes or no? no? The answer is no, and I have made a video about it. So go watch that if you haven't seen that already, buddy, uh, because there's absolutely no way they can trade Julio this year. Cap it. And maybe they could do it with a post-June first trade, which means they wait until after the draft to do it. But who the hell is trading for Julio coming up for a year where he missed like six games? And didn't even get a thousand yards. Who's trading premium draft capital for that? He still has seven hundred and seven one. I know it's crazy. Like he still had a good season, but it's like no one's trading premium draft capital for that player. So the Falcons are not in a position where they can move him for anything. Um, they have to hope if they do want to move him, they have to hope he plays really well in twenty twenty one, and then maybe you could talk about it in twenty twenty two. But that's the earliest we could talk about it. So. My thing is this: if you're going to keep Matt Ryan, why not keep his favorite target? Yes. I mean, as long as Matt Ryan's here, Julio's going to be staying. So You might as well. So if you're going to, but if you're going to part ways with Julio, I feel like, honestly, you need to part ways with Matt Ryan too, which I don't want to see either one of them go. But there's no, to me, there's no need to split them up. Yeah. You, if, you, if you're going to bank on Matt Ryan in 2021, you might as well just let Julio get healthy and let him get back out there next year. I don't know. You're banking on a quarterback who just had four wins this season. You know, oh, I don't know about all that. That guy. Yeah, yeah, how many fourth quarter comebacks this year? You need, an, you need an alpha male at quarterback, man. They, he just he doesn't have that alpha male mentality. Like I, I know he threw for twenty six touchdowns this year, but still twenty six like, in this pass happy league. That, that's nothing. Yeah, you know, Matt Shaw would have had thirty. Oh man, Whew. all right. Um, so, uh, we got one more donation from George Costanza for $5. Brother, thank you for your support. Do another shot. All right. All right. One more. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to kill me, man. Good thing I ate like a big meal at halftime. Otherwise I'd be dying over here, but, um, yeah. Um, so race does matter in Atlanta. Agreed. I'll be swearing soon. I know. Yeah. It's good. I got to get through the show though. We got like a couple more minutes. Uh, Vic was more popular than Ryan. Yeah, we've still been dealing with some of that. <laughs> some people still don't like Matt Ryan. Um, Hayward sold more jerseys than Freeman. Uh, I think Hayward, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward, yeah. Um, he's talking about the Braves, I think, right? Um, yep. Yeah. Why? I, I assume he's saying because the city of Atlanta is like just really gets behind black players, um, which makes sense. I mean, it's Atlanta. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if that's exactly why, but he, uh, he then says, he, we talk about the coaching staff. Uh, I think we hire B enemy. I'm worried he's another Quinn made by the talent. Um, I mean, I, that's certainly a concern, but that's going to be the concern with a lot of these guys. Uh, 
So, I mean, I, I'm fine with Enemy. He's received rave, rave reviews from his players, and I, I like his leadership. So, yes, he does have a very talented offense, but I, I'm not too concerned I mean, about that. You can literally say that about any candidate. Right. I mean, I I guess like, like Arthur Smith, I mean, maybe you could say he's made it work with lesser talent because of Tannehill, but he does have Derrick Henry. And he has some yeah, good receivers. Good O-line. Robert Slay yeah. has a, a, a really good he's, – he's got some studs on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, yeah. how do we know – you can say that about any guy. So my yeah, thing is, yeah. if you don't want the enemy because you feel he was, you know, upheld a little bit because of the talent around him, then who else would you want? Right. And it better not be a rookie head coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, – yeah, I, I like Bami. I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're worried about talent propping guys up, I mean that like like Eric said, it's going to apply to a lot of guys uh, because there's no way these guys are are getting interviews with their teams suck, you know. So they're going to be talented teams. But Atlanta has a lot of talent on offense, way more than they than they look. Um, so if Bami needs a talented offense to work, he's going to be fine in Atlanta because they got plenty of talent. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. So I. I, I yeah. I, I like Bienemy. I, I think I'm officially on board with uh, Brian Dobble as my number one candidate at this point. Just that build like off well. again, like just went completely off against a really yeah, good Dolphin defense. Went crazy. I, I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed that he hasn't been mentioned as a candidate. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder. Like, I, I would be shocked if they don't interview him, but he hasn't been connected to the team yet. So, um, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little disappointed there. Yeah, at least yeah. what what can hurt what can oh, you hurt? yeah you have you have to at least interview him that's your due diligence but man yeah. like what what a year for the but who thought that the bills offense would be this good coming into this year <laughs> not i i mean everyone missed missed on josh allen i mean he was that, awful in college all, that's all the maturation of josh allen that's all on him yeah he was really that's bad in college man it it happens so rarely that a quarterback gets better in the nfl and i mean so rarely so um yeah and year two no no less yes it's, it's it's pretty crazy so you know good on the bills for for having faith and for making making it work and really developing a guy but yeah but, but again this is this is the issue that the falcons have had for years now brian double is going somewhere and yep. now josh holland has to work with a completely new offensive coordinator starting yeah. next year yeah. and you know it's going to be a completely new system unless they bring in uh one of Dobble's like assistants which the falcons should have done after shanahan um unless they promote one of his assistants to oc but still it's it's not exactly the same yeah um you know it, it's going to be an adjustment process mm-hmm. that's right yep so, <clears throat> okay guys it's enough for me. Uh, you take another shot. Well, he yeah, he told me to. So. That was it, though. That's the last one. No, I, I mean, in fairness, it's that—that that was the ten dollars. You know, that five dollars made it. Yeah, 10. yeah. He combined two fives together. That's allowed. But well, you you know what? You got to take another shot because <laughs> it, it'll be your it'll be your your dirt cutter is gone shot. You got to take that one too. Well, is he? Yeah, is he fired? No, he's gone. Yeah, though. once he gets fired, Ooh. sure, but. He's gone, guys. He's well, I know already, he's gone, but already ruined the U.S. Yeah, I, I mean, is he moving to a new town or is he moving to the head coaching office? We don't know. <laughs> he's moving he somewhere. Been, you know? <laughs> Eric had the nerve to ask me to help him. Like, get the hell out of here! Yeah, that's, that's rude, man. Yeah, you should, definitely don't ask us. We're not. We're not going to help you. I left me the keys. I'm not helping you, Pat. Get the hell out of here. 
<laughs> All right, guys. We really appreciate everyone for tuning in with us all season long. Uh, a lot of fun, despite the fact that the team was awful. So thank you all for that. Um, if you don't mind throwing a like at the video, that'll help other folks on YouTube find it. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Uh, you'll get notifications when we go live. And you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash live. We're going to be rolling out a lot of stuff for that in the offseason. Um, we're going to be taking this week off from the show because it's the end of the year. We're all going to be taking a short break. But I believe we're going to try to do a, a, like a watch party for the Saints playoff game. Uh, so we're going to be rooting you know, against New Orleans. So keep an eye out for that. I think we're going to try to do something fun. For that and then we'll be uh, we're going to be trying to do uh, every week after that at least until the draft um because it seems like you guys want it everyone's tuning in in great numbers so as long as the numbers are good we'll, we'll keep doing shows so uh gonna get into some serious off-season talk by the time by the time we have our next wednesday show i suspect we'll have a new general manager at least probably a new head coach as well so it'll be very exciting times um before we get out of here, though, I want to thank my co-host, first of all, Adnan Ikic, at Say Which Way on Twitter. Adnan, anything you're working on you'd like to plug? Um, Yeah, it's – uh, oh, man, I, I, again, I forgot. We have to do articles. Um, Yeah, no, we're going to – I'm going to write something. Yeah, it's a good thing Dave doesn't watch this show. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have something uh, tonight, and I, I will have this uh, very optimistic article, which I've been uh, working on coming out sometime this week. Very cool, very cool, guys. Definitely check that out. Also with us tonight, Eric Robinson. He's on Twitter at underscore Eric underscore Robinson. Eric, anything that you're working on, you like to plug? Uh, yeah, I've already started on the uh, first edition of my mock draft, so be on the lookout for that. And of course, this week I'm also gonna. Uh, put together the column my final takeaways column for the season so keep an eye out on that as well absolutely guys check that out and then i will be taking this week off from the site so don't look for too much from me uh but going forward we're gonna have a lot of free agency content a lot of draft content stuff about the coaches all that when you come on the site very soon so keep an eye out for that guys the site of course is the falcoholic.com don't know how you got here without knowing that but in the case you did uh definitely Definitely go check that out for all of our great written content. The site is awesome. Um, hey, guys, thank you so much for your support. We're at Falcoholic Live on Twitter. Uh, we're going to be doing you know even more video content. Uh, Eric and I are going to try to do some some joint, you know, maybe some prospect previews, some play breakdowns, some stuff like that. Uh, get into some prospect talk and some free agency talk and all that good stuff. So look for that in the coming weeks. Until then, guys, I'm Kevin Knight at Alcoholic Kevin on Twitter. Eric Robinson, and Adnan Ikic as well. We will talk to you guys soon. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you for some playoff football next weekend, guys. Have a good one. Thanks.